Welcome to Coffee with Cupkey, a production of St. Paul Inside the Walls. Here on Coffee with Cupkey, we grab a cup of coffee, at least we're claiming this is coffee. We sit with Monsignor Cupkey, Raymond Cupkey, the pastor of St. Anthony's in Hawthorne, professor at Immaculate Conception Seminary, diocesan archivist. We sit with Monsignor Cupkey to delve into the history of Catholicism in the Diocese of Patterson. My name is Father Paul Manning. I am the vicar for evangelization for the Diocese of Patterson. And here I am with Monsignor Cupkey. So grab your cup of coffee and let's jump right in. I'm going to take a sip. In our last episode, we were talking about the third Bishop of Newark, right? Number three, Bishop Wigger. Winnand Wigger. What's the first name? Winnand. Winnand Wigger. That's so, that sounds like a, a, a comedy skit name. Winnand yeah. Wigger. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you have an interesting uh, footnote about the, the turn. is all in the footnotes. <laughs> Did you hear that? The truth is all in the footnotes. That's where history is really made, right? That's right. So um, you you talk about the Turna. So the Turna is allegedly a secret list of candidates, candidates. for the episcopacy. Right. So um, my first question is, if it's secret, how do you know about this? And how is it in, the, in a footnote? Like any good secret, nobody can keep it. <laughs> okay. And are, are there actually... Monsignor Bob Wister at Seton Hall uh, finally got into this turn in his research uh, in the in the Propaganda Fide archives. So, actually, he he found the the list somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all through all through Wigger's twenty years as bishop, um, there was constant opposition to him on every level. He was. One of the most conservative bishops in the United States sided with the conservative group in the Americanism controversy. Right. So everybody who did not agree with him, including Dean McNulty, yes, um, they would use every means to undercut him, undermine him. Amazing. Um, yeah. And this was a period when the press was very, very present. You know, yeah, like, you mentioned like that, that, that big they cities would, would have you know so nine, many ten yeah. newspapers. And they would any story they could. Yeah, yeah, that also published three times a day. They had a oh, morning my. edition, okay. an evening edition. Oh wow, I didn't yeah, know. So that. there was wow. a lot of a lot of uh, space there in the press. So yeah. these guys were not above going into the press and you know condemning Wigger and writing yeah. letters to the editor. Sounds familiar, yeah, right? Yeah, as we yeah. talk about the synod. Uh, the, the lead uh, right. up to the Senate and right, uh, right. Cardinals uh, going public. Yeah. So one of the, among the many complaints about Wigger, you know, we already talked about the fact that um, the big city pastors of the archdiocese, the diocese rather, of which there were many, you know, they disparaged him because of the whole thing with Orange that he could not bear. Oh, he couldn't the manage heat of the day. It, yeah. You know, he was not. They could not believe that he was made a bishop. They couldn't pay off a little it's, debt like it, well, that. Well, it's funny because, um, you know, in, in most dioceses, uh, you'll have a succession of bishops, some, are whom, some of whom are academics and some of whom are pastoral. Right. 
And you, we, you still hear the same thing today. Well, he doesn't really know enough about. Uh, he's never been in a parish. What right. does he know? Yeah, right. and then and then you hear, well, he's not. He hasn't studied enough. He doesn't. He doesn't know but, enough. Right. Yeah. So, so with Wigger, uh, one of the complaints was that he was a mistake. Imagine mm. this following you around for twenty years. You know, there were two Turners. So at uh, the same time. Yeah. So Raymond, maybe just explain what a Turner is. Turner is a list usually of three characters that are submitted to the Pope for a vacancy uh, in, in a diocese. And who— At who, that point— Can you just is, tell, tell us who makes the—who submits the names? Uh, bishops submit to the nuncio names of likely candidates within their diocese who might be okay. Episcopal material. Then the, ultimately the nuncio forwards this to— the Congregation for Bishops in Rome, and, and then they, ultimately on Saturday morning, you know, the, the prefect of the dicastery for bishops is really the only one that has a weekly audience with the Pope oh. every Saturday morning. And he just comes over with all these lists and you know, the Pope says, nah, the, the yeah, Pope. yeah, nah, <laughs> you know. But anyway. Do you think they ever use darts? I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> you know. Okay. But in this case— there were two New Jersey Turners up on the same day because we have both Newark and Trenton. Are open the at the same diocese time. The new diocese of Trenton yeah. are open at the same time. So Winnedwigger is nominated as the Bishop of Trenton, and Michael O'Farrell, a priest of the Newark diocese, is nominated as first Bishop of Trenton. A Newark. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Wait, who who's on which list? W- w- Wigger? Wigger Wigger gets the nomination for Newark. Oh, okay. And O'Farrell gets the nomination for Trenton. Got it. So there was a crew within the diocese for twenty years and insisted that this had been a mistake, that this had been a clerical error in Rome, because the head of the dicastery for bishops was German. Okay. At this point. And that Wigger should have been appointed to Trenton, which had a larger German population, and O'Farrell should have been appointed to Newark. And the fact that it went the other way around, um, they it, insisted that this was a mistake. That the German, that the German head of the dicastery had pushed the German guy for Newark for the bigger diocese because it was bigger, right, and established, right. Okay. So ultimately, in the mid-20th century, when uh, Monsignor Worcester does research, research, he finds that indeed there there was a change, that originally they were slotted the other way, but that the switch was not. It was because Wigger had doctorate, he had a broader experience than O'Farrell did, so they gave him the bigger diocese. Interesting. Wow. So um, you already mentioned that he, I think, made more use of penalties, suspensions, and trials. Yes. I, I, you know, reading this chapter, you you uh, quote him every now and then, and he seems kind of testy. <laughs> and and uh, I was amazed at how many times he put priests on trial. Yes. Yeah, something that we haven't seen in our, in our entire career. Yeah, yeah, because they're breaking canon law or something, or they're not obeying the bishop, or all the above. Okay. Um, they the the group that were out 
in opposition. Um, it's a little bit like the eight Republicans in Washington. Okay. You know, at the, <laughs> yeah. uh, they were as unruly as, as be damned. Like there, there was a priest in New York City um, who was a very popular speaker, a very, but he was also the Americanists, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Jersey guys would purposely invite him to Just New to, Jersey to speak at church dedication because they knew he would annoy Wicker. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. that kind of... Um, yeah, animosity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. There was a dinner at St. Joseph's in Patterson, and uh, one of the pastors, Sebastian Smith, was called upon to give the toast to the bishop, and he refused <laughs> in public. So, I'm not a bishop span. Why are you? you know, oh man! Yeah, you know, I mean, it was yeah. that kind of a. Of a uh, yeah, that's too bad. There, there, there was nothing quiet about it, yeah. and Dean McNulty um, was one of the most contentious. Wigger did not like going to St. John's in Patterson. He referred to it as a barn. Right. He said it was too big yeah. and possible to preach in. Yeah. Uh, so there was there was just yeah. animosity with wow. these guys left and right. Yeah. There is meanwhile, a, meanwhile, you know, the, the small groups of of ethnics are delighted because Wigger can deal with them in their own language. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, in some ways was supportive of them. Yeah. As, but as, one of one of Wigger's problems, and this will go on now after Wigger for another twenty twenty five years, is trying to find adequate priests to cover these new ethnic yeah, groups because yeah. very often what is coming over from Europe in terms of clergy are the ones who cannot get along over there and so they feel that you know America is calling me give me a your brand tired, new opportunity your yes. you know, <laughs> so they're coming over here yeah. and causing trouble over here say yeah. Mary's in Passaic is the classic you know um they went through five pastors in five years. Yeah. One yeah. was arrested for shooting a parishioner. Ooh. One was arrested for practicing medicine without a license. One ran off to the California gold rush. I mean, you know, this is, and bishops are trying to find stable characters to we, do something we, with these. We, we thought shooting a bird in the Christmas tree was bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so um, an interesting Father Orem. O-R-E-M, Father Orem. I, I, I just want to mention him because there was a little interesting detail about him. When the diocese was split, um, Netcong and Hackettstown were one parish oh, okay. under Orem. And um, they didn't know what to do about this. So for several years after the diocese was split, he continued to serve both places. because One pastor with two bishops. Yeah, Net yeah. Netcong... At this point is the end of the world. So, oh, um, yeah. We have a, a beautiful letter from the pastor of Netcong, you know, 20 years after this, like 1912 or something like that, you know, begging the bishop to reduce his diocesan assessment from 15 to $10. Because, a year. Yeah, because oh, wow. there's no way he can possibly raise his wow. money in Netcong. Wow. So, wow. Um, this is an aside, but now we have the Archdiocese of Newark. Eventually, down the road, uh, Mars, Sussex, and Passaic counties will become Patterson. Now, this is actually the first time 
that quotes the Diocese of Patterson as mentioned. Yeah. Because Cargan, as he's leaving Newark to go to New York, and the split is taking place, Cargan, you know, guesstimates that this will not be the last split for Newark. Yeah. And that sometime down the road, There'll be another one. There'll be another split, and yeah. he thinks it will be a diocese either of Jersey City or yeah. of Patterson. I think, did we talk about this in another episode, Joe? Does that ring a bell? Yeah, Jersey City and, and Patterson. Yeah, and I the, think it was because— Because of the way the counties were yeah, connected by the railroads. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so the aside is, Raymond, if you— um, look at the geography of our current diocese. What is the actual center geographically of our diocese? Stockholm, probably. Really? Yeah, I was going to guess Ogdensburg. Yeah. 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 So um, it's funny, Nekong, you said, was the end of the world. Well, we, we're not even to the middle of the diocese. Ecclesiastically, it was <laughs> yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. This is a time when there's only two priests in Sussex County, okay. Franklin and Newton. So yeah. Netcong, is, Netcong was the kind of place that you were sent to, and then you spent your career trying to get out of there and <laughs> get your way back to the center of <laughs> civilization. But yeah. interestingly, Bergen County was the same. You know, the Bergen County was not the bedroom community of New York that it is now. Ber yeah. The bridges and tunnels had not been built. Okay. And Bergen County, part of the reason there were so many religious order parishes in Bergen County is because the diocesan clergy didn't want to go up there. It was the mission, mission yeah. territory. Yeah. 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 There's one uh, very uh, touching picture. It, it, it captured uh, for me the, the, uh, the world that um, the church was in at this point. You have a picture of the faculty and student body of St. Anthony's in Butler oh, in 1882. One of my favorite pictures. And why is that? Give the detail. Because the pastor, who you have promised me we'll talk about in another episode, uh, this, is a, this is a Franciscan parish. So Father Francis Koch is the pastor of St. Anthony's and Butler. Mm -hmm. But he was also very often on the road building little mission churches. He was a vice president of the Catholic Church Extension Society. Okay. So the children apparently begged, since he could not be there on the day of the school photo, they asked that his horse be brought into the picture. Do you remember so the horse? If you look at the picture, you see, uh, I think all the way on the right side, you'll see uh, a, a man with a horse, and that's Father Koch's horse. Yes, his beloved Katie. Katie, yeah. yeah interesting. So uh, it, it just... It demonstrates that the pastor has his own horse. This is still a pretty uh, oh, yeah. rural life. In the seminary, we have a small little course called uh, Theological uh, Research. So each of the departments you know, speak for two days on how to do research in their field. You know? But you have to grade them in some way. So I give each of them an historic photograph Oh, and ask them to come up with the date of the photograph based on the evidence that is in the photograph. Yeah. 
That's a great exercise. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of fun. Like, for yeah. example, we have one picture that obviously could not be later than 1922 because as a statue of the little flower. Oh. And she was not canonized. Until yeah, the, yeah. But the one that always throws them off uh, every single year is this picture of Our Lady of Mercy in Whippany. And in their minds, the only thing in the picture is the little wood frame old church right. and a fence. But the fence is really not a fence. It's the hitching post for the horses. Oh, yeah. And so what? What? what is the year? I don't, and yeah, before, before automobiles. Okay, so. yeah. I don't want the seminarians to hear this, though. <laughs> okay, so um, the last thing that we're going to talk about before we get into the... Um, actual waves of immigration. Which is what you told me that we all talk about. I know, I know. And I hope it's the last thing we do. In in this time of 1880 to 1920, I think we have three hospitals uh, make their appearance uh, in the diocese. Right. St. Joseph's, All Souls in Marstown. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. I was born there. Yeah. And uh, St. Mary's in Passaic. Okay. And at some point, you also talk about the Nieper water cure. Neep. The Neep water, water cure. cure. Yeah. So um, tell us about the Neep water cure, K-N-I-E-P. Okay. It's sad for me to talk about this because... Because you've had it? No, because <laughs> this is one of the oldest properties in the diocese, and we've just let it go. Oh. Um this is Denville, St. Clair's Hospital, the Sisters of the Sorrowful Mother. Yes. So this, this property is purchased by the church in the middle of the 19th century mm -hmm. and is the original location of what will later become New Jersey Boys Town right. in Kearney. Yeah. After the orphans leave the property... Then they develop on the Passaic River there a, a hydro uh, water cure, the Neep water cure. Is that I, the, uh, the Rockaway? The Rockaway yeah, River. Yeah, the Rockaway yeah. River. Yeah. Um, I don't know all the details of the hydrotherapy, but this was a— <laughs> it sounds so new age. Yeah. It, was yeah. A, it was a popular thing at the time, and so they developed a—and a, out of that— Developed St. Francis Health Resort. Yeah. Was that and called a sanatorium at some point? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And then ultimately St. Clair's Hospital. Okay. And do you know why it's called Neep? I presume some gentleman in Germany named Neep developed the <laughs> yeah. protocols for it. Okay. So we're going to go back to Patterson now. Um, so I was surprised to read that the origin of Our Lady of Lords is German and Dutch. And Belgian. And Belgian. And Our Lady of Victories is French. Um, right? Maybe we. <laughs> so Our Lady of Victories, <clears throat> we will probably get a counterpoint from Monsignor Silva, but Our Lady of Victories is probably the most interesting parish in the whole diocese. Really? Yeah. Um, it has reinvented itself more times than any place. Uh, it starts out <clears throat> as a French-Italian parish. Okay. So in 1882, 
a French order priest, the Fathers of Mercy, are brought in because there are silk workers coming from southern France, from the Lyon area, to start off the silk industry in Patterson. So they start Notre Dame de Victoire, Our Lady of Victories. Mm. Eventually, their their uh, mandate is broadened to include the Italians that are starting to come in. But Bishop Wigger is not happy with them. Uh, he doesn't feel that they're taking care of the Italians enough. So ultimately, it becomes a diocesan parish. Okay, but. Subsequently, then, Our Lady of Victories will become the original home of the first Latino mission in Patterson, Our Lady of Providence. Then the African-American mission, St. Peter Claver. Then in the 1930s, to try and keep it viable, they come up with the St. Jude Novena. Um, Our Lady of Victories is also the gypsy parish of Patterson, the Romani? The Romani. There have yeah. been several very interesting Romani funerals out of Our Lady of Victories. <laughs> wow. And if all that wasn't enough, it, there was a period where it was the university parish for wow. Seton Hall Patterson. Oh. Which basically was right across the street where Passaic County Community College is now. Okay. So Our Lady of Victories has had more angles geographically of the territorial parishes in the diocese it is the smallest okay but it's had the broad reach broad yeah. reach yeah, out yeah, in yeah. many many different directions yeah i um a delegation uh, of uh, black catholics just from our lady victories just attended the the national black yeah. uh, uh-huh. uh, congress uh, in july when we uh, pick up again in our next episode. We are finally going to talk about the the uh, uh, immigration waves, and we're going to start with the Italians. All right, let's leave it there. I want all of you who are listening or watching to make sure that you keep an eye out or an ear out for the next episode of Coffee with Cupkey. In order to stay on top of new releases, make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you are on YouTube, please do drop a like and hit the bell for notifications. While you're at it, make sure to check out the other shows produced by the diocese. Those shows are Beyond the Beacon, hosted by Bishop Kevin Sweeney and Jay Agnish, our Director of Communications. And the Paul Street Journal, hosted by Brian Hansberger and Freddie Garcia. I want to give a special thanks to Joe Genexi, our sound and visual engineer, Caitlin Ferrari, who's involved in pre- and post-production, and Freddie Garcia, who's helping out with this podcast in addition to doing his own. With all that said, I just want to thank you for joining us in uh, Coffee with Cupkey, keep making Catholic history in the Diocese of Patterson. <laughs>